0: I'm Dr. Robert Groves and welcome to Quick Connect, short commentaries on current issues in healthcare. Please enjoy. Dan Pink uh, addressed the issue of intrinsic motivation. I don't know anybody who does it any better. And his assertion is that as you go from algorithmic jobs to those that are more heuristic, the value of financial incentives tied to performance diminishes substantially, and that's because as jobs become more interesting, creative, and enjoyable, the vast majority of the literature suggests that trying to reward somebody for doing something that they already find creative, challenging, and rewarding actually diminishes their motivation. And so Pink differentiates between intrinsic and extrinsic motivation, and later on He developed the notion that autonomy, mastery, and purpose are the real secrets. Makes you think of knowledge workers, makes you think of docs, and then my head immediately goes to many of the strategies and schemes that are used today to reward, in particular, C-suite level executives and uh, position. We had, in particular, a huge strategy over the last couple of decades. One that I've been a strong advocate for is called pay for performance. And the notion is this. We take a set of metrics and we say, if you hit these metrics, uh, then you get a bonus. And then now the problem, of course, is that on its face, that's an external motivation. Now, in my mind, at least, I separate this out from an external motivation that is an investment in the company that I'm serving. So if I can get a piece of stock, my motivations are perfectly aligned because today uh, maybe my stock is worth X, but if the company as a whole does great and I can contribute to that as a knowledge worker, then I get to participate in the success of the company. On the other hand the most common form of pay for performance is layered in on top of fee for service so how does that work well for example big company x says to the docs hey listen if you get enough childhood vaccinations and you do enough mammograms and you do enough colonoscopies and you do enough uh, eye exams and diabetes and you're checking that a1c if you can check all of these boxes, which are things that we all agree probably ought to be done, then you'll get a bonus at the end of the year. So there's a metric, and it's tied to reward and punishment. In this case, a reward. Or you could look at it as, I didn't get that money, so I'm being punished. Actually, if we wanted to take advantage of behavioral economics, what we do is we give them the money up front and say if you don't hit these metrics, you're going to have to pay it back because we fear and despise laws far more than we anticipate and enjoy gain. The issue that Dan Pink talks about, and I think a- lays out a pretty convincing case for in his book, Drive. His issue is motivation. And he goes through motivation 1.0, which is lack of an organizing system. And then I think he calls 2.0 Taylorism. So Frederick Taylor, the uh, industrial engineering whiz that came up with scientific management. And what he did was most of the jobs in the U.S. at that time were the algorithmic type. And he said, well, if we want to improve performance, what we need to do is look at time motion studies and understand and optimize each step and make clear accountability for each step and then set expectations for the speed at which these tasks are performed and the quality with which these tasks are performed. And then we constantly monitor our employees. That was highly successful at algorithmic jobs. We didn't. See improvements in productivity. As Dan Pink said, it worked until it didn't. That actually stopped when the balance of jobs in this country shifted to more heuristic jobs jobs that require you to adapt to an ever changing environment and depend upon very local knowledge. It's about as heuristic as it gets in and healthcare, and especially taking care of patients. Doesn't get any more heuristic than that. And so you've taken something that's highly engaging, highly rewarding, autonomy, which is slowly being usurped, mastery and purpose. Easy to find purpose with delivering healthcare to those in need. And so what is the likely impact of a financial incentive? Because I understand that we can show that it improves the efficiency of care delivery. Well, there's something interesting about the way our brains work When you study an intervention for incentives, you look at a very short period of time and you measure something pure, something gets your arms around. So maybe it makes them less expensive doctors, but it would be impossible to tell if it makes them better doctors. The second issue is this, the pleasure circuit in our brain tends to dampen over time. And so what once may have seemed like generous rewards become less and less impressive to us over time. Now, you add to that a phenomenon that was documented early on in intrinsic motivation research. They had a, a group and a control group, and these were very small studies, admittedly, but I think it's worth paying attention to is in terms of the direction uh, of psyche. And uh, they had a fun task with a puzzle that they were doing, and uh, the first group on day one, they both came in, nobody got rewarded and they just played with the puzzle and they timed that Then on day two or group a got rewarded for completing the puzzle group b did not and group a outperformed group b in this comparison then on a third visit they were told look we only had enough to fund uh, the second part of the study, for the third part of the study, both groups will be doing this without pay. And what they found was that the group that had been paid and then <laughs> withdrawn did worse than the group that had never had any pay in the first place or performance. Now perhaps that doesn't bode well for the transition from where we are to where we need to get to. But I think it does teach us that looking at immediate performance does not tell us anything about long-term co- performance. We don't know from directly measuring certain plans that have already been implemented, but what we know from the behavioral health literature is that we ought to be very concerned, and we ought to consider the possibility that it has an impact on motivation that is not what we intend. And that's Dan Pink, and uh, DRIVE is a tour de force of uh, evidence supporting this notion that uh, rewarding behaviors and heuristic work actually does the opposite of what we intend. It inhibits performance. You've been listening to The Groves Connection, your connection to the inside story on healthcare, featuring in-depth interviews with those who know. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, give us a five-star review to keep the connection going and hit the subscribe button to be sure you never miss a beat. The Groves Connection is produced by Dr. Robert Groves. Original music, editing, and creative direction provided by Alden Groves. Production support, content guidance, courtesy of Janae Sharp and Elizabeth Barrett. Thank you for listening. The professional ideas and opinions expressed in this podcast are mine and do not reflect those of any current or past employers. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you'll join us next time on The Groves Connection.